This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of every single Premier League match week. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and yes, we are back. After a little summer break, we are back in full-on Premier League mode and have you covered everything you need to know before the 2022-23 campaign kicks off this weekend. That's right, Musty. It all begins with Crystal Palace hosting Arsenal on Friday. Coverage begins at 2pm Eastern Time Live on USA. And because the Premier League is back, so is our viewers' chance to win $50,000. Play Premier League Pick'em for free and you can become the next big winner. Download the NBC Sports Predictor app today, available in the App Store or Google Play Store. And listen, mate, we're going to start this um, our first kind of preview of, of the 2022-23 season, and we're going to sort of break it into five different topics, of different running questions and burning questions for fans and for us to discuss at the start of the season. But... Before we go down the, the Premier League route, I think we both have to dot our cap and say, it came home, my friend. The Lionesses <laughs> put away decades of, of years of, of hurt, and Serena Wiegman and, and, and their team were magnificent uh, at Wembley in front of 89,000 people at the stadium. I believe it was nearly 20 million people watched the, in, in, in the UK. Um, a fabulous team, a fabulous performance, a fabulous result. And uh, what I would like to hope, Musty, is this is the start of women's football being taken much more seriously now in England and in Europe. And that the money's there, the support's there. And that the young girls who were at Wembley, and there was many of them as we saw in the crowd, can one day, one day hope that they can be top-class professionals and earn a good living from the game because... Um, this group of, of players, the Lionesses, and there's, there's many players before them, Rob, deserve that opportunity now with what they've done. It's, it's amazing. We watched it here in the US. Um, couldn't wait to watch it. The scenes were incredible. Mm. All the emotions afterwards, Rob. And I think you're right. Well, I know you're right. I mean, all the young girls watching that, it will change uh, football in England um, for, for girls and for ladies. I mean, it just absolutely will. It felt like a defining moment. We saw mm. the backflip goal earlier on, you know, the winning goal, the shirt coming off. Um, yeah, it was spectacular. We saw the reaction in newspapers and, and, the, and the, the big deal, and rightly so, a big deal was made of this. I mean, they're yeah. European champions. And, and really, Rob, from a, from a, a fairly, you know, uh, you know, it's been recently, really, that England's really started to progress yeah. in, in that national team. And now being the best in Europe, you know, the World Cup and all the best teams, of course, the US ladies are the, are the benchmark, the gold standard, really. Mm. Um, that, that that leads for exciting times. I think actually the US and, and England, Rob, are trying to organise a game. In October, they're trying to play a game, right. yeah, which would be brilliant right. at Wembley Stadium. 
be brilliant right. for, for for English yeah. football and young Amazing. girls and, and the growth of the game and, and where mm. the game's come, Rob, you know, gone are the days where people, I think, we used to snigger and say, well, technically it's not that good, he's not that quick in the goalkeepers. I'm telling you, Rob, the standard of football was outstanding. I loved it. It was a brilliant tournament. It. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant tournament. And um, finally, we can say England won a major tournament. Well done, the Lionesses. First time since 1966. Exactly. Well, well done. Okay, mate. So, as you said, we're going to kind of break this up. There's so much to talk about. There's so much (laughs) (laughs) stuff that went on in the summer. I mean, we're off the TV screens, but, of course, every day we're looking at the news and and checking what's going on. There's a lot going on. Um, So, um, we're going to put it into five burning questions, okay, for this this upcoming Premier League season. First question is, let's start at the very top. Who looks better heading into the season? Manchester City or Liverpool? And I'll let you, my friend, go and start wherever you want to start. Well, who looks better? Um, if, if you're answering the question in a very straight, um, what would the, the, the word be? Um, basic fashion. You might argue after a community shield that doesn't give that much of an indicator that Liverpool. But I would say that Manchester City start the season in good fashion. Why do I say that? They've won four of the last five uh, Premier League titles. They've got a manager who absolutely sees the, the Premier League as a priority. And I know people are talking about the Champions League. It's a team that, that scored uh, 99 goals last season. And what did they go and do? That was without a striker. They go and buy one of the best young strikers in the world, Erling Haaland, bring, them into, in, bring him into the camp. Um, Calvin Phillips comes in for possibly for, for Fernandinho. Uh, Julian Alvarez is come in and looks to be a player already. So we saw good signs from him. Uh, you've got a manager with know-how. You've got a team that, that, regardless of how the season goes, can start well and pick it up. Can start badly and still catch people who, who set off. Um, they're going to be the team to chase. They're going to be the team um, to, to, to jump above. Manchester City will, by next weekend, start the season in, in, in good shape. They go away to West Ham. It's not an easy place to go, certainly with David Moyes' team. But they, for me, Rob, are still going to be the team. As I said last year, and there was obviously times that Liverpool went close. As I said again, I still think they'll be Premier League champions this time next year. I don't. I think mm-hmm. Liverpool, um, I mean, you got just think back, Rob, to last season. I mean, yeah. at one point, what? Mm-hmm. Last 20, there's a 20 minute section of the last six, 45 minutes. Six, three goals in six minutes for City right. changed again. They're, changed they, are that, they are that close together. They're that mm. tight. Now, Absolutely. let's just recap with the changes, Rob. You know, yeah. you talked about Harlan coming in. I want to talk about him in a little bit in a minute based on okay. a couple of games and what we saw in the, in the nah, nah, nah. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Cam Phillips, great, great cover in the yeah. midfield area. Julian Alvarez, I think, could be a little a little secret weapon. Mm-hmm. I think we see a lot of him. But they lost Ryan Sterling to Chelsea. Yeah. They yeah. lost Gabriel Jesus to Arsenal. They right. lost Zinchenko to Arsenal. Mm. But Sterling and Jesus, Rob... Fernandinho left as well, Rob, which is quite they, big they, as well. He's left as well. Mm. But but my point is, the Jesus and Raheem Sterling goals, 23 or 21, I guess, into my yeah. head, what they yeah. got last year. But mm. not just that. That's two players to give a lot of flexibility to that front line. A lot of opportunity to rest players, to rotate. They're, they're steady eddies. They're guaranteed goals. They're experienced players. Yes, they might have wanted a new challenge, and they've gone now. But I'm just, you know, of course, in, in Erlen Haaland, that's the player 
that will get close to or not beat both of those sets of goals. Yeah. You've got to worry a little bit um, with the injury record of, of Ireland. He's had thigh, he's had hip flexor issues mm. a little bit. Of course, he's young. He's still growing into that massive frame of his. But I guess the risk, Rob, of two players that can come in and do their thing to one player yeah. um, and a player that, again, I'm going to switch to go to the community shield and before you and everybody else starts jumping on. It's one game. It's a community shield. He's rusting young and everything else. I get that. And we don't take too much notice of the community shield. But just in terms of my doubts with this player, Rob, coming to Man City, they were twofold. Mm. I've just mentioned one of it, about the injuries. And the second part was how he fits into this team. Now, he, he and I'm going to say all this, right? And of course, I know <laughs> he scored two or three goals, right? He had two, mm. like, at least two, almost yeah. sitter, one at the end. But there was a long periods of time where he's not seeing the ball. He's not getting involved in the build-up play. Man City are not a Liverpool, for example, that get the ball forward to those front three players as quick as they can. City are more patient. They, they go across the field a little bit more. They don't risk a ball over the top. They don't want to hit a percentage ball into a big striker that loves running in behind. They don't cross balls, my friend, when it's a good chance to cross balls. You've got a great header of the ball in there. Now, of course, I remember saying it on the, on the pod towards the end of last season, talking about uh, Haaland, their game will have to change to get the best out mm. of him. And in that community shield, uh, there was times where he stopped making runs because he knows the ball isn't coming. There isn't many crosses coming in. I mean, when it does get in there, he looks obviously incredibly dangerous. I spent the summer looking at his games. I watched the all of his 50-odd goals of last year and the, and the 80-something for Dortmund. Um, I know what sort of finisher he is. I know what sort of play he wants. I know what kind of service he wants. And if City, to get the best out of him, let me put it this way, to get the best out of Erlen Haaland for Manchester City, they're going to have to change the way they play else he's not going to be involved much, particularly in games where teams pack it in you know, against Liverpool with space to run in behind and City never really played it very often. So what do you think? And again, listen, I'm not going crazy overboard on mm. it, but it's mm. one thing for you, I, and everybody to watch how mm. City get him involved. I hear you. And, and listen, you you put up a, a strong arg- argument in terms of numbers and maybe in terms of what we see in a, in a uh, Community Shield game. I trust in Pep, Rob. Uh, I think this time last season... You had your doubts about Jack Grealish. Not Jack Grealish to play, but how Jack Grealish fits. Does he, is he part of it? It could be still an argument that Jack, City haven't still seen the best of Jack yet, yet went on to win the title. Uh, there's, there's no doubt there's going to have to be a slight adaption of City's game to get the best of Holland. There's going to be, have to be an adaption of Holland's game to get the, become a, a good City, a great City player. But with his age, Rob, with his ability... With when you say teams pack in and they want to go a little bit more direct, I think he gives them another option. I think he's a centre forward that everyone's saying, well, they play with a false nine. You can't win it without a centre forward. He is that guy. He might be in and out the team, Rob. I don't think he'll he'll start every game. He's a young, he's a youngster still mm. learning his trade. But he will get if he plays in all competitions in that team, he will get thirty goals in all comps. He'll get thirty goals all comps in that team, right? They make that many chances. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. And, and uh, there's no question. He's a, he's a ruthless flipping finisher. Um, yeah, there'll be days and, and he'll just, get four goals in the Premier League. He'll, he'll, he'll be one of them. He'll score four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think well, the last thing on him, last thing on yeah. him, Rob, I think he needs to get fitter. I think, mm. I think, I think it looked, 
it looked like a bit of an effort for him to make those mm. runs. And again, it's, it was a hot day. It's early. You know, we saw Darwin Nunez come up for Liverpool that yeah. we'll talk about in a second yeah. and look fresher, fitter, more involved, more active, got his opportunities. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to... It's great, mate. We talked about false nines all last year. We're talking <laughs> about real nines this yeah. year. And the, yeah. and, the, and the conversation will always be who's going to score more goals are these two young players. Where we're lucky is we're going to get to talk about and see every week two of the best young strikers on the planet playing in this amazing league and these amazing teams. And there's no question, you know, that, that these two are going to be the standout teams again. Um, just last thing, Rob, before we forget on, on City. Yeah. Might they need, you know, we know about the Mark Kukurea from Brighton. Or for people who didn't know, yeah. they've been trying to yeah, get Kukurea, yeah. a really He's bright gone, yeah. left back, Spanish left back that they've mm. been trying to get, but they won't pay £50 million, pounds, no. about $65 million that Brighton want. And it looks like Chelsea have agreed or getting close to that. But, yeah. Any more any more additions needed for City, Rob? And do you and let me get a quick tape? I mean, we could talk forever, by the way, and all these things. Yeah. But 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 the the reliance on Haaland now for those goals instead of you know Sterling and Jesus as being two options. Do you see that being um, an issue if they do rest Haaland? Is there enough attackers in there now without the other two gone? I mean, listen, Jesus, Jesus and we'll talk about looks. I've always said that I like him, gives you something, his goals are important. Sterling gets criticism, but if you look at his numbers, his numbers are, are excellent. The wide players still, Rob, you look at it the weekend, you know, you, you can start with Mores and you can have Jack Grealish and then you can bring in Foden, you can bring Bernardo Silva, you've got yeah, so Alvarez. many yeah. Alvarez, you so you've got so many yeah. options and so I just don't feel that Pep's team is gonna be over reliant. Of course, Haaland coming in scoring goals is what's important. But I don't yeah. think if he doesn't, you know, hit the ground running and, and be in brilliant form for the season, I don't think that stops Man City winning the title. I think we've seen that before. I think this okay. team's going to... Kevin De Bruyne is as as important as any one of these new players brought in. It's a fair he's, point, he's a key. He's, he becomes a key, mate. Yeah, and he looks a million bucks. Yeah. I mean, he Different looks fit, lean, yeah. amazing. So that's a very good point. That being yeah. said... A yeah. front line for Liverpool Football Club of Luis Diaz, mm. Darwin Nunez, mm. and Mo Salah. Mm. That's mm. a pretty, not bad. not bad, essentially dynamic, fast, skillful, hungry, goal-scoring front three. And you know, I know that midfield. Maybe Liverpool fans might have wanted another uh, midfield player in there at the club. Yeah, Harvey yeah. um, Elliott is back again, fit. He's yeah. another option. Um, Fabio that, Carvalho a, looks a nice little player, Rob. He looks, he looks a good player. From pre-season. Yeah. Um, but I games. think that the business that they've done, I know Sadi Mane, of course, for people who haven't have lived under a rock, maybe, that he's <laughs> gone to Bayern Munich, a very yeah. important player. Divock Origi, yeah. talk about the, the supporting players that have left the club, like we talked about the City players. Yeah. Origi's gone to Milan. Uh, Minamino's gone to Monaco. Um, and it seems like when you listen to Jurgen Klopp, the Jurgen Klopp over the last couple of days, mm. they kind of think they're done on the transfer side of things. But Darwin Nunez, Rob, um, I think is going to be a, a Liverpool fan's favourite. I thought yeah. he was very emotional. I think he reacted in the Community Shield with his goal. The shirt came off. He was lively. He was quick. I think somebody mentioned on social media, kind of, wow, this, this guy looks like a Fernando Torres, the way he moves yeah. and his speed yeah. and his you know, early days of Torres. So, of course, super early. Got a little bit of stick first couple of games. We missed some chances. But mm. I think... He's going to be a revelation. I think he's going yeah. to get a ton of chances. And again, I've looked at a ton of his goals over the last couple of seasons. Um, that's a pretty that that's a pretty good front line, Rob, where he's managed to freshen up again mm. from from last season. 
Well, Bob, I looked at it and, and thought, wasn't long ago when it was Mane, Salah and Bobby Firmino, and that was the three, mate. And in the space of 18 months, he's turned that around to, you say, as Diaz come in, was yeah. outstanding. Nunes, looks the park, can play in a number of positions. I saw him playing in, 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 he can either play in a wide position, he can play in the centre position, so he's versatile. Let's remember Firmino still at the football club. And, and, and he's got a good pre-season. He's got a good pre-season. Good pre-season. And Diogo Jota, mate, just signed yeah. a new contract there into 2027. Yeah. So, yeah. as a front, you know, as five attacking players, depending on the game, depending on the situation, depending on the competition, that, that that's pretty that's pretty useful all around. Now, yeah. when I, you, you know, you asked me at the start, of the, say, who's, in, who's in better looking into the season? If I'm in Liverpool Football Club, I'm thinking what you said. I think it's our year. And I think they should think that. Because if yeah. I'm in that camp with what they've got, I'll look around there, Rob, now. They've got this, they're starting to get the depth of Manchester City. Yeah. Yes, midfield might not, but you've got Thiago, you've, you've got Fabinho, you've got Hendo, you've got um, Milner who can go in there. You've got oh, yeah, Harvey yeah. Elliott, Curtis Cavallo. Jones, Carvalho. Mm. That ain't bad. You look at the full-back positions, and we've already talked about them. That you know, brilliant. they've got mm. brilliant cover. Cost the back two now. You know, Canute is going to keep 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 growing. Matip, Van Dijk, Gomez, goalkeeper who didn't play at the Champions League with the reserve committee in mm. Kelleher. I mean, that's yeah. a pretty deep squad, mate. Yeah, I, I just think when you look back and we're trying to summarise it all now, I look at the 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 transfer deals, the options, and there was one point dip. There's hardly anything in it. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a little bit more risk with what City have done with allowing Sterling to leave and Jesus to leave and bringing in Haaland that yeah. we agree he's going to score a ton of goals. Mm. But, but I just got a few more question marks over them compared to Liverpool. So in, so for that reason, mm. with that tiny gap, I've got to just favour Liverpool um, to win the title next year. We've got some odds here, my friend. Should I go over the odds? Yeah, yeah. The odds makers think so. Points bet sportsbook odds to win the Premier League title are Man City, our favourites, at minus one fifty four. Liverpool at plus two seven five, and Tottenham are the third team listed on on here is plus mm. twelve hundred, and Chelsea plus fourteen hundred, Arsenal plus twenty eight hundred, and Manchester United are plus twenty eight hundred. Um, but, I mean, wow. I mean, two, two clubs, Rob, that, that are standout teams yeah. that have made little tweaks. Uh, mm. It's the return of the number nine. And I don't know about you, but I can't wait to see how both <laughs> of these clubs adjust no. themselves uh, to their new players. And, again, I just think City have got a little bit more adjusting to do than Liverpool in terms of their new front to front man. Yeah, well, we'll agree to disagree on that one. I slightly go for City just because of their know-how and – whether it's been a, it's a point or 10 points, they've finished ahead yeah. and, and got it done. Liverpool, as you say, should have all the confidence in the world, should look around that dressing room. And, and I don't know, Jurgen Kopp looks rejuvenated. The players look hungry and at it and like they really yeah. want to go. Salah's settled. It, Salah's settled down. Signed and settled. Jot is signed and settled. The manager's in a good place. Yeah. You know, a lot of good things. Look forward to Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, let's see how it goes. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.
Okay, my friend, so we, we've answered question one. Let's get to question two. Which of the big six can best challenge for the title? I'll go first, shall I? Yeah, um, you go. Well, the answer to that is Tottenham Hotspurs. Spurs are the team. Really? Absolutely. No question. What, they can challenge the title? Well, who's best to challenge? Yeah, mean, yeah. challenge the for the, the title. Ne- yeah, like yeah, yeah. For the, for, yeah, yeah. So, so who's, who's the best of the rest of those front two that can get up there? Well, I think Tottenham are, Rob. Given what they've done, and let's just go through those signings. Richarlison from yeah. Everton. Yeah. I mean, you, you know how I feel about him. Yeah. Uh, worker, animal, mm. scorer. Mm relentless, emotional, fit as a fiddle, never gets injured, very rarely gets injured, good signing, covering that front, the front area of the team. Yves Basuma, I know that you're a fan of him. I'm a Love fan him. of Yves Basuma mm. from, from, from Brighton and Havalbium. Yeah. Uh, Lonier, the, the, the centre-back from Barcelona, I think he's a left-sided mm. centre-back. Yeah. He has had a great season with Barcelona. You know, that, that's not amazing, I don't think. I, I do think they needed somebody for left side of centre back. Ben Davis for me isn't the guy. But anyway, Ivan Perisic from Inter Milan. No, mm. I know he's like thirty three or something. I haven't got his yeah. age here, but I mean, Conte knows all about him from Inter Milan. I've seen him play a million times. Talented, a worker, skillful, final ball. Will play mm. left wing back. He's been playing it in pre season. Jed Spence, a player from from mm. my old team, Middlesbrough, that maybe is a one. I, I, I don't think he's going to start, but he's there yeah. putting pressure yeah. on, on Doty or whatever at right back. Mm. Um, people that left, Stephen Bergwijn went to Ajax. So that's, that's you know, you've got to think that that's strengthened the first 11 and how they got better last year for Spurs. Yeah. Um, you know, we know they've got Champions League football. Mm. Richardson's a good signing. Basuma's a good signing. Perisic, yeah. these players are going to get in yeah. the team and play. I mean, maybe yeah, Richardson might have to be a bit patient. So, yeah, that's so, what I was going to ask you about, yeah. Richardson. Uh, with Kuldasavsky, uh, Kane and Son, where does he start? For all the good things he's saying, well, is, he, is, is, is he depth? Is he depth? And that's important. Depth's important. It's really important, Rob. And we know like, this season's going to be different, by the way. And we can yeah. wrap all this yeah. preview up in this yeah. five subs. Five subs, Five yeah. subs in the, is, is different. Yeah. So uh, it's not really worth us saying where is he going to play in the team because yeah. things he's are going to change all the time. Play, yeah. Both in the game minutes. and for the yeah. next game. So yeah. you, you, Kane will take a rest. Some will mm. play up front. Richardson yeah. will play, play yeah. left. Kulusevsky will take yeah. a break. I mean, yeah, make that there's point. a ton, but I, but I know what you mean. But I think this mm. year with these subs and stuff, yeah. um, he adds. He's going to add goals. He adds options. He's going to make other players have rest to feel fresher. Full yeah. preseason for, um, yeah. for Conte. Conte, yeah. W- with what that brings, with his physicality, with his team shape, with his shadow mm. play. Good signings. Finally, Daniel Levy is backing a, a manager with yeah. what he wants. Yeah. We know what these two, the director of football and Conte, have done before at Juventus. So that's yeah. why. Also, given that we'll go on and talk about the other teams in this group, yeah. group of four, mm. um, I think Spurs are best placed to push those front two. I don't disagree, but I still think there's a, there's a, big, uh, a big gap, Rob. Defensively, I'm still not convinced. Um, they lost 11 games last season. Uh, by far, the, the most up, up, up there. Um, started, you know, a bit of a run, got things together towards the end of the season. Yes, the, the, the performance good. Enjoyed Conte. Talk about Chelsea in a little while, and, and I spent a little bit of time there. Some of the, play, the, wow. the the staff there talked about Antonio Conte and what he's like and how demanding and how driven and how he can get players on side and, and, and get them doing what he wants. A uh, lot of good things 
coming out of the Chelsea camp when Conte was there. But once he turned sour, turned sour very quickly with him, the players and, and, and the football club. Um, you know, you look at Chelsea and, and you're saying of the, I think there's a bit of a London fight for third, fourth and fifth place. And I'm going to put Chelsea, Spurs and Arsenal in, in, in that fight. Are Chelsea good enough to get ahead of, are Spurs good enough to get ahead of Chelsea and get closer to the top two? I think the first part getting ahead of Chelsea, I think there's a chance. I still don't see them, Rob, being consistent enough, being defensive enough, being resolute enough as, uh, to, to really challenge the top two. So when we're when we saying challenge it for a title, I don't think Chelsea can. Can Chelsea finish third? Spurs finish third? Yes, I believe they can. Can they challenge the top two? I don't think so. But you still believe that Chelsea are, the, are better placed to challenge the front two than Spurs are? You think Chelsea finish above Spurs? No, so sorry. Three points I, I, down. Yes, I think Spurs this year will finish above Chelsea. Sorry. Oh. But... I don't think they'll get close to challenging no. the top two. No. I think there's no. still a big difference between where Spurs are with their signings and what they've done, where Liverpool and Manchester City are. Let's go to Chelsea, Rob, because you said you spent some time with them. Yeah. Let's just go, again, yeah. let's go over the deals. Ryan Sterling from Man City. Yeah. I think it's a brilliant pickup for Chelsea. Yeah. Um, Koulibaly from Napoli is a beast of a defender. Plug and Correct. play, mate. Your phrase. Plug, Plug and play. And play. He's ready to play. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant centre-back. Yeah. You've got Conor Gallagher that's back from Crystal Palace. You've got Amanda yeah. Brogia uh, yeah. back on loan. Uh, went out on loan in Southampton. Mm. Of course, players that left. Romelu Lukaku. Did go back to Inter Milan on loan. I think his career at Chelsea is over. Antonio yeah. Rudiger um, went to Real Madrid on a free transfer. That was a big blow. They lost Christensen to Barcelona. And Saul, yeah, yeah. enough said. And it looks like, by the way, they might, they're on the brink of getting Mark Kukureya from Brighton as a left back. So, ins and outs. Todd yeah. Bowley, the new owner, to be fair to him, mate, he's, he's hit the ground running. He's chairman. He's interim director of football. Yeah. He's trying to bay it by a million players. He's trying to make <laughs> statements and he's done yeah. it with two good players in Koulibaly and Ryan Absolutely. Sterling. But he wants others. He's hungry yeah. for other players. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's been turned down with some other, other players and he's yeah. you know, he's not worked on some. But I, I kind of admire a guy that's like, he's, he's gone straight at it. Mm. And also, Rob, last comment before I let you get in. Think about the tur- turmoil, the, the, the transition at Chelsea. Yeah. The chairman, Bruce Buck and Granis Sky, the director of football, the, mm. the brilliant director, Petr Cech, there's been a big, big turnover at the board level, then in the hierarchy, and he's just coming to terms with trying to get players. Tuchel wants more players. Mm. Um, Tuchel, the other day, Rob, after that game where they got beat against Arsenal, yeah. God, there's so much to talk about, isn't there? You know, his words saying that I'm worried about whether we're going to be ready in a couple of weeks. Yeah. That's yeah. why if you're a Chelsea fan, you're a bit anxious mm. for me uh, when they start the season this weekend. You are. Um I'll talk a little bit about um, Chelsea. I spent a couple of days with them. Uh, they trained at the UCLA University uh-huh. campus uh, ahead of the games that they were playing in Vegas and Charlotte, in the, I think in, in, in Florida against Arsenal. Spent some time with the, the team, sat down with Tuchel, had a good half oh, an hour you? with Tuchel. Yeah, Tuchel's wow. one of them, Rob, like sits down and says, I've got a couple of minutes. And then for 20 minutes, he's, he's like Pep. Once he gets going, he, he's that into it. That wasn't a recorded NBC thing. Wasn't it was just recorded, sit down. just him sitting down, no camera, just oh, magic. letting it go. So, right, yeah, tell brilliant, us. Tell us. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant man. Talked initially about 
last season and how his job was to focus the football. And he said, we, yeah. we put ourselves in a bubble in the training ground and we let everything else be going on in the world. And, and obviously they, they were aware of, 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 of the difficult circumstances. But the only thing that he could do was get the football right. And he said that was the, his focus. And I, you know, said actually, you know, from where we, we sat, we thought we did a brilliant job of that as manager of the football club. He talked about Rob, and I'll talk culturally about the change. And, it, and it, it's absolutely not a slight on Roman Bramovich, but he talked about how top bowlers come in as just a very different personality to, to Roman Abramovich. Abramovich, you know, is, is quite unemotional even when you're winning and, and quite cold and quite business-like. But this guy's a hugger and then top bowlers a hand over here and, and very, you know, wants to talk and wants to introduce you to all his family and all his friends. And <laughs> Tuchel was a bit like, you know, I want, yeah, I want to get on the football now, you know, and, and both. But he said the one thing the bowler said is he wants to make his manager happy. He said he'll give him... He, Four or five signings, Rob, this window that make Chelsea better. Four yeah. or five. And he said he started pretty well because he's got me Sterling and yeah. he's got me Kula Bali. Now, they missed yeah. out on Kunde, and he said yes. there's two or three more to come. This was his words before the windows. That's what the owners okay. promised him. And he was saying, we'll, we, we should be ready. Now, when this was two and a half weeks, nearly three weeks into pre-season. And I've got to tell you, Rob, when, you know when you're watching training that, Cool. They weren't off at it, Chelsea. They weren't off fit. They weren't off putting it around a little bit. And he when, was when, saying, does it, when does correlate to the to the game, Rob? That game where they beat. They so got, this they, was the mon the Monday and Tuesday ahead of the weekend game. Now I don't know if they they it was one of them where they were doing some some big sort of sessions and, and hard work mm. twice a day. They were yeah. in the morning and afternoon. I don't know if it's one of those leggy ones what catches up with you. I'm not sure if, 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 you know, it's one of those where the system, he hasn't quite worked out. Really interesting uh, chat with one of his assistants, Rob, who was, who was fascinating to talk to. Gave us really good insight into how they like to play the four-stroke floating five. Yeah. So if that's Reese James, yeah. Hakim yeah. Ziyech or Aspilicueta as the wide guy can, can go in into midfield but become a five when they yeah. want to. Yeah. And he thinks that's how they're going to play this year. Mm. Said he needs the legs around um, Thiago Silva, who's, who, who he said is a master defender, organised yeah. defender, but he's got to have the legs. And he said, you know, obviously they've lost Rudiger and Christiansen. So you looked, you looked a bit of a beast as well. Saw, by the way, played in a couple of training games and was doing a bit of running. If things don't work out, don't despise of him. Or there was a kid, I think his name might be Seymour, went out on to loan at Huddersfield. Young 21-year-old midfield player was training with the first team, Rob. Cool. Didn't off look good as well. And the, the other last thing I say with um, with Tuchel, he talked about Conor Gallagher could have a big influence on the team this season. He just said he brings that something dynamic different. that changes Very us. Very different. It the changes the way we play. But changes the speed of their attacks, Rob. If there's one thing about Chelsea at times, sometimes the attacks can be a little bit yeah. slow and labour. His running and his ability to go with the ball just changes the whole pace of it. And Mason Mount, I spoke to, talked about that. Be interesting how how they play, Rob. Is Habits going to be the, the main guy, or they're going to get a number nine? And that seems to be a, a, a big issue with them. But um, listen, I don't think they'll be too far away. I, mm. I I get that results haven't gone great in preseason. Preseason is one thing. I get that there's still a lot of work to do in terms of bringing the right people in. But this team, this manager, this football club knows what it's doing and, and won't be too far off the, the top four. I, I think they'll still be top four. I just feel that Spurs might 
have a little bit more with Conte getting them fired up this time around. Well, well maybe, Rob, it, it comes back. It's, that's great stuff, by the way. Um, it's always great, isn't it, to speak to the blooming oh, the, the, the guys it, it, and it's stuff. It's gold stuff, mate. It's gold. It's gold because it, all yeah. of the stuff you hear and all that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it may be like those signings. It's obvious that Todd Bowley's trying to get stuff and get some headline signings. That's interesting. They're still mm. going to try and get another two or three yeah. in the last. I mean, two or three, of course, window window goes right through to the end of end of August. Yeah. And that's what I was going to ask you, Rob, on Chelsea to finish up on them is the striker. You know, we mm. know Lukaku's gone. Yeah. Kai Havertz has been a player that like, come on, show us, you know, be consistent. He's, he's done that in moments, but not enough moments. Yeah. It looks like Timo Werner wants to leave the club. It looks like Marcus Alonso wants to leave the club. Yeah. There's a few. I think Hakim Ziyech's not happy now, Rob. And that's what um, Tuco was talking about. You know, we have a problem with players that want to leave, trying to get people in. Armando Brozier, Robbie Earl, I'm yes. all for say stay at the club. Let him if, if they don't get another number nine better mm. than than the two they they've got in Brozier and uh, mm. Habits. Let Brozier have a go. Let him have a go because I'm I'm really confident with time. Only and you will get a ton of time and patience. Yeah. But a little bit of patience. Yeah, his heart, his abilities, his youth, his hunger. He might get a few goals. He might. He, I'm not saying he's going to be the answer, but don't. They, well, they're not going to sell him. Don't send him on loan. Keep him at the club. The only thing I would say, mate, and and I totally agreed with you. And I was, he was one of them. I was really looking forward to see. But just talking on Chelsea, they had 32 players with them on on tour. That didn't include Kante and Loftus Cheek, who hadn't been vaccinated, couldn't travel. So that's 34 plus others. Brozier was one of them, Rob. And I'm looking, and you know, you're watching and saying. Yeah. My eyes, unfortunately, told me, not quite. Do you know when there's a level, when the ball's popping around and the big boys are knocking it now? At times, he didn't quite look at that level. Now, it's no disrespect to him at 20, 21 years of age, because he's got so much to come. But, you know, he's bumping around and the angles level, are right and that. that extra level. It was, the, the, the little times, once he takes an extra touch, it slowed it down. He didn't see the pass. He, just a couple of things made me think, mm. oh... Mm. Okay, he might not. Yeah, he might need another loan. He might need another year yeah, or two. Okay. okay, but it was really interesting to watch. And those are the things you can't tell on a camp on on, on a TV I know. screen. I know. It was no, that's brilliant, mate. Really that's interesting. so interesting. And you do learn stuff like that. And we can yeah. never watch training like that. So to be there and to see yeah. him operating on that level is is super interesting. Um, so that's Chelsea. So yeah. So we'll see. That's some really good insight there, mm. mate. Um, okay. So next club in this group is Arsenal. Arsenal. Um, I, I mean, I, I gotta say, like, I, I'm excited for Arsenal. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I think, I think the excited. Gabriel Jesus thing was made us so much sense because kind of rumours were a long time before that the deal happened. Yeah. Um, my only thought was. Is he going to play a nine? Is he better in a wide position? Mikel Arteta, of course, has worked with him before at Man yeah. City, and he's going to be a nine. He's been a nine in preseason. This team Absolutely. has been at it over the last, I guess, two weeks. The results have been yeah. strong, up, and he has been banging in goals for fun. Another young player, hungry, maybe a bit of a point to prove. Um, I think is an excellent signing. Just on the signings, also Alexander Zinchenko, they got Zinchenko, from City yeah. as well to compete at left back because of that Kieran Tierney is, is very injury prone. It seems mm. Fabio Vieira, a creative midfield player from Porto, Rob has brought in Matt yeah. Turner, of course, from New England Revolution goalkeeper is there and Lacazette's the only, only notable departure. Arsenal are looking good and they're getting, and, and this is what I said um, before the season finished, they need to 
carefully add to this squad, add some quality to try and make the first 11 a little better. And I think they've done it this summer. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Rob, you think of what last season start with Aubameyang and Lacazette and not sure what you're going to get, not sure what the attitude is or the training going to be right. You know, this you, you've got Odegaard, you've got Saka, you've got Martinelli, you've got Smith-Rowe, you've got Jesus, who's going to fit into that group perfectly. He's going to feel like he's a, man. He's a number nine now, yeah. mate. No, yeah. it was no, for me, there's no doubt playing out there because it's City, there's Aguero, there's the false nine, there's Foden, there's, there's, there's Grealish, there's all... To, he, he in this team, Rob, has got a little outside chance for Golden Boot winner. Let me tell you, in this team, mm. he's going to get chances. Yeah. They're going to make chances for, for a centre forward in, in, mm. in this team. And um, yeah. I'm excited for them. And, and what, what pleases me is that they've got a style of play now that, they, that, that we're starting to see from. This is taking a little time, but Mikel Arteta has now developed a style of play with and without the ball. We've seen that system where, you know, the two push up from midfield, the, 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 the uh, wide players come in narrow yeah. and help the midfield yeah. out at times. Yeah. And the, the, the yeah. 10 goes forward and, and, and yeah. goes in if, if they're going to press. We know what they're going to do with the ball, work out, get the, 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 the overlapping fullbacks when they come from the wide positions. It, it just feels like this is a really exciting time for Arsenal. Um, they, they've got a shot for top four, mate. They've got a shot for top four. They, they shouldn't be thinking anywhere out of... They've got a chance to get back to Champions League football now. Obviously, European football is going to be a bit of a hindrance to them. I don't know how much that's going to be. But mm. when I look at this group, when I look at what they've learned, if they can have learnings from what last parts of what last season were, this team could be a surprise package. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And uh, I think the only centre-back, Rob, still... What worries me a little bit, I know mm. uh, Ben White's been playing at left back, uh, right back, I think. Right back, right back, yeah. Right back, sorry. Yeah. And Jenkins has been playing left back and you've yeah. still got Gabriel there. Mm. Um, I, I, I'd like to see him bring in a, a better centre-back in, but no. Mm. I, I think the way they've been going pre-season, and they've come through some some rough moments, Rob, and I think for yeah. young players, they yeah. need to experience that and take Correct. a few knocks on the chin and learn Correct. a little bit. And they're really grooved in the way that this midfield kind of, it, it changes from possession to our possession. They yeah. have this little diamond going on, which I'm sure they'll do again. But no, I, I'm I'm with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through. I'm gonna I'll let you know my my third to sixth in a second yeah. after we get to our last team. But no, I think Arsenal, what they've done now, um, built on a, a steady progression, is pretty impressive. You know, pretty mm. impressive what they've done. And, uh, and of course, there's no more issues at the club. It, it, there's, there's, it's a young squad, mate. It's a very, yeah. very young squad. And they opened the day on the Friday night. Remember the, the oh, yes. last season, Friday night at Brentford? Not yeah, it, a good start. It wasn't a good day. No, not a good start. At Park, think... we, we've got an interesting game at Sellers Perk on, yeah. on Friday night, mate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Involved in, in the Arsenal team. Let's right, move it to, to, the, to the team that oh, God. we have to talk about. Manchester United. New manager. At Ten Hag, sixth place last season, 58 points. Disappointing from all angles, from all areas um, of the football club. Um, certain amount of, of movement in and out of the football club. Some biggish names, some names who've been at the football club a while uh, have left. Uh, Paul Pogba being as, as big as, as they go. Um, one or two players have come in. Um, the 
Is it Malasia, the this left back? Martinez, the centre back. Yeah, Christian Eriksen. Eriksen um, came on a free, didn't he? Obviously um, from Brentford. Yeah, Christian Eriksen. Yeah. Tyrell Malasia from Final. Yeah. Martinez from Ajax. Ajax They're the yeah. three yeah. notable, I guess, mm. notable signings and departures. Pogba, Jesse Lingard to Forest on a free. Nemanja Matic, Dean Henderson to Forest on a on a, on a loan. Edison yeah. Cavani gone. One matter gone. Um, mm. Okay, so I think there's a couple of couple of angles here, Rob. First of all, you know, I, I think um, Eric Ten Hag, what we've seen and what's been reported yeah. and interviews, etc., looks like he's approaching the job in the right way. Very good, very good, Rob. I've liked it. Yeah. I love yeah. some of the training stuff and getting into the players and talking about what he wants. It's exactly what a coach has to do. Okay, so there's that. So I think yeah. that he's ticked the boxes there. He's looked yeah. like a bit of a tough ass, which is yeah. exactly what the club needs. Absolutely. Um, but then there's a recruitment. There's mm, a recruitment. Mm. There's a Frankie de Jong yeah. saga. Which is, which is a saga, which is, is an embarrassment, mate. Uh, if you're a United fan, Rob, and you've mm. seen all these front players we've talked about, some of the mm. other clubs and strikers and new wide players and exciting this, that and the other, and you're a Man United where you're in desperate, desperate need of a striker yeah. or young yeah. forwards, and that's your list. Martinez, a... a, a you know, I think a decent yeah, ball playing yeah. centre back. Yeah. Uh, Malassia, a left yeah. back that's going to compete yeah. with Luke Shaw. And mm. Christian Eriksen, who's a brilliant player, but he's not going to change your life, your season at Manchester United. Talented, away, amazing mm. story. Isn't it disappointing that the, the dealings, Rob, with, 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 but, with John wasn't, wasn't, wasn't this part of the worry that has been yeah, put on Manchester United over the last couple of years? We, you know, Regardless of who you put in that hot seat, if they're not supported with the right recruitment, with the right people bringing the right kind of players to the football club, yeah, you're going to find yourself in in a similar position. And it's hard to see how Manchester United, you know, my my, my headline is, you know, mind the gap. It, it, it was a 25 point gap, I think, to City who were top of the table. I mean, Manchester United. I've got you know top four is is success for, for for Manchester United. Getting Champions League football would be a huge success. Now I have heard Robin watch a couple of games. Anthony Martial in pre seasons looked a little bit better. Jaden Sancho is probably developing on, on, under new yeah. manager. Uh, Marcus Rashford might be feeling like this is a, a, a second start for him in, in the red of Manchester United. You know some of those players who w- were underperforming under other managers, we might see something better. And that might be a positive. I'm trying to help Manchester United fans here, mate. Yeah. I'm trying to stay with yeah. them. No, but, no, I think there was, there was, positive, there was a positive hmm. feeling about him coming in. He yeah. starts his job really early. He comes in early, yeah. gets the players in early. Yeah. The message is right. You yeah. know, there's a bit of frustration with the, the, the players and the market, yeah. which is now turned into, God, this is, this is disappointing. Now, I know there's hmm. a... I mean, there's 30 odd days left. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, a lot can happen. Yeah, to try and make, but but there hasn't been a great success on that. Um, and the Frank de Jong thing, a player that is a brilliant player, but mm. clearly doesn't want to come to Manchester United. No, they're not no. giving up on him, and I don't know how much energy they're they're using for that. Um, so there was positivity, frustration with the market, and then the big cloud comes over the football club with Cristiano Ronaldo, mm. the 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 outstanding star player suddenly uh, announces that he wants to leave the club. And yeah. now this um, standoff, he came with his agent, yeah. uh, George Mendes, wasn't it, last week to the United, saying he wants to leave. Now, what I would say is, and it's difficult, Rob, right, because 
what you read is that his family, there's personal issues with the family. We know what happened yeah. um, with his partner. They lost a, they lost a baby, mm. uh, one of the twins. So we, of course, we understand that. Is that a part of why he wants to leave the football club? Maybe some of it. I'm sure yeah. he wants to, to break records at Champions League and wants to play in the Champions League. Mm. He signed a two-year contract. And for as long as, for as far as I know, there's no clause in there saying, if no. you don't play Champions League yeah, football, yeah. I can leave. He basically wants to jump away from the ship, jump ship. I want to go and break some records. Yeah. yeah. But nobody else He's calling time on it. it. Yeah. He's calling time on it. The teams that he'd want to go doesn't seem like too many of them are stepping up. It's becoming another kind oh, of bad luck for United. Covered. Yeah, again... Exactly what the manager doesn't need, Rob. A new manager going in, breathing fire, getting things going, get, setting standards for the players. Cristiano Ronaldo, and I've been one of them who, who stuck by him, Rob, and, and, and yeah, been too. you know complimentary of what he can do and what he what he, he can offer to the football club beyond his goals. If he doesn't if he doesn't want to be there, Rob, time to let him go. Yeah, time to let him go. And I know you. Some might say, well, he's a United player, he's on contract. That. He's too big a player. There's too much to sort out to have Christian, an unhappy Cristiano Ronaldo lurking around the football club, yeah. causing you all kind of problems, as you say. Give him the, the, the biggest shadow you, you could have. And every time that he doesn't play and they don't Gosh. score, it's about him. Or if he does play and score, it's, it, it's, it's too much. It, if he's there and he's the influence that we've seen in the past season, brilliant bit of business, keep him at the football club, he's an asset. If he's if his mindset on leaving and other these whether these personal issues or he just wants to play Champions League or an ambition of of what he wants to do in his, in his in the last few years of his career, time to to, to cut loose, Rob. There's no one bigger than Manchester United. No. I, I'm sorry, absolutely right. I mean, you know, we knew that we thought that his goals would be valuable in mm. the second season of his contract, but if he's going to have a face on, and if he, you know, it's a new manager. There's yeah. a sense of, of newness about this. Yeah. And I was one for him to stay because mm. of those goals, because of what he could teach some of the younger players. But if this, if this is going to be the situation, it's time for him to leave. And I, yeah. I read a really nice piece by, um, it was Henry Winter, Rob, in the UK Times mm. newspaper, basically saying, it's time for the Ronaldo roadshow you know, to, to move on, to move yeah. out of town, yeah. go somewhere else. The club needs to kind of take a breath try and rebuild a little bit. It's the last thing that Eric mm. Ten Hag wants. And Absolutely. I just wonder, Rob, right? I just wonder. And this is where it's difficult for us to have a real sense of things because I wonder if the Football Club United all along have said to him, yeah, okay, you if can we can go. find a deal, find the mm. right club, yeah, you can go. They've said, you know, a couple of times, it's part of the plans, we want him to stay, to yeah. stay, stay on the right side of the fans maybe who don't want to say... Don't want to hear the manager say, oh, yeah, we don't want to stay because they want him. So he's trying to say the right things. But behind Mm. the scenes, are they saying to Ronaldo and his guy, you know, listen, you find the right deal and, yeah, you can move on. So I I don't know. If they are, it's it's not a particularly good way of handling their business. But um, the whole whole thing is is getting toxic. It's starting, you know, getting to a start of a new season with the new managers trying to breathe new life into a football club. If you've got an old aging superstar, but just doesn't yeah. want to be a football club. Time to move him on, Rob. Yeah. Time to move him on and, and, and start afresh. Listen, I, I read so much. It's 10 years, isn't it, coming up this season since they last won the title? Yeah, it's, right. it's, it's, ta- it's time to, to, to move on, mate. They've they got to yeah. start closing this gap with people who want to be at the football club. Yeah. 
and they got they got to try and find a new. I don't know who's going to play up front for them. <laughs> I, mean, I, I I don't know, but but yeah, Anthony Martial, the second coming of Anthony oh, Martial, God, second, third, or fourth coming. Okay, so the points bet sportsbook odds to finish in the top four: Man City ten thousand. Now we know that Liverpool one thousand. Yeah. These are all minus numbers. Spurs minus one six seven. Chelsea minus one three four. Yeah, Arsenal one. Plus one three five, and Man United plus one seven five. So I, I'm, I'm going with this, you know. And why not go with positions? I'm going for Spurs in third. Yeah. I'm going for Arsenal in fourth. I'm going for Chelsea in fifth, and I'm going for Manchester United in sixth, sixth place, with the right to reserve that if there's significant signings between now and the end of the window. If Ronaldo stays, so Go I'm going Spurs in third. Chelsea remain Champions League players in fourth, Arsenal fifth, Man United sixth. Okay. Yeah, I, I still think Chelsea's yeah. football know-how will, will get them yeah. a Champions League spot. But listen, Arsenal could well um, challenge them for, for that position uh, in, in the Champions League. But um, yeah, that's how we see the top six. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. So let's move on to question, question three. Number three. Which club will make the most noise outside the big six? And we, we've got kind of a, a number of clubs here, the likes of a West Ham a Leicester City and Newcastle United, who had a, a great second half to the season. So I'll let you open up with, with, with West Ham, mate. Where, where do you think yeah. David Moyes and his team mm-hmm. finished seventh last season, got you up in football? Um, what, what do you think from David Moyes? That's two seven finishes now for, for, for Moyes and West Ham. Well, I think given the clubs that you just mentioned, Rob, I think West Ham yeah. will make the most noise outside the big six. I think they mm-hmm. will. Um you know, I think we've both enjoyed what they've done over the past couple yeah. of seasons under David Moyes. Gianluca Scamacca from Scamacca, yeah. Had a bit of a deep dive on this guy when I, mm. when I heard he's signed for West Ham United. Very yeah. interesting story, Rob. Um, I think he's a 6'4", 6'5", centre-forward. Yeah. Young, young player. Had a brilliant season last year. I think 16 mm. Serie A goals. The most he's ever scored in a, in a campaign like that, in a league campaign. A player that has been been touted for big, big things. Yeah, right PSG were in with it, PSG in for him, there was talk, wasn't there? Was there? Yeah, PSG were were, were interested in him. Um, Somebody said to me, he's he's a bit like a a Harry Kane type, a big Harry Kane, can score different goals, can play outside the box, can drop deeper and and, and make the play as well as be at the top and score the goals. Yeah, I mean, I've watched a ton of his goals and he's got a brilliant strike. He's got Mm, a great strike for for a big guy. Yeah. Um, of course, his height is going to score headed goals as well. It's just you know this is a this is a big, I guess it's a big step up at football club, yeah. Robin. And somebody that was is one of them, Rob. That's like touted of being the next best thing, the next Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yeah. And then, oh, maybe not. A few bad performances. Yeah. Oh, not. And then is he? And then oh, not. But because he's had such a good season with Sassuolo last year. Yeah. West Ham thought, you know what, we're going to go for it. And it's an interesting one. I think I think you're I think you're right. I think PSG and a few others kind of late all yeah. scrambled around. Well, maybe we can get him. Mm. But fair play to West Ham. They've looked for a striker for a long period of time. Yeah. Nico Antonio has been the only guy up there, Robert. And may you know, Skamaka might take a little bit of time to settle. I think he's twenty-three, something like um, that. Yeah. So 
it's again, it's an exciting, another new number nine for the Premier League. Absolutely. Uh, you know, he's one of them guys. He's going to be a fan favorite. He's big, tall guy. He's got tattoos all over the place, mm. short haircut. You yeah, know, he's aggressive in the way he plays. Um, I look forward to see him play. Uh, Nayef Aguirre from Rennes is a new centre-back. I think he's got an injury. He's the one who's got the injury, hasn't he? He's done an ankle yeah. ligament. But, it, yeah, supposed to be well fancied, played in, in, in France and yeah. supposed to be good in the air. What they've needed. Because they've needed both ends of the pitch, West Ham. Decent centre-back, yeah. decent centre-forward. Yeah, Downs Finn, is a young... Finn Downs um, is a Swansea player. And then, of course, player, yeah. uh, Mark Noble retired and yeah. Andre Yamalenko has left the club as well. So not not a ton, as you'd expect with David Moyes' team. Yeah. But I kind of like that he doesn't he hasn't needed that much. He's, he's got some good players there. He'll yeah. keep them hungry. And Skamaka is one of those players for everybody to watch out what he might do yeah. in, in the Premier League. Yeah, as ever with David Moyes' teams, you know, he'll be well set up. They, you know, sent it forward. If, if Aguad can get himself back fit in, in, in the team and... and... Skamaka up front with now you 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 can play you know all those the Boeings and and yep. the players Antonio even can play from a wider position or a deeper position there's still goal set there so expect more the same from West Ham Leicester City Rob that's an interesting one finished eighth last season had, had had a good run towards the end of the season um, no real business seemingly done so far this season Adamola Lukman has left the football club gone to Leipzig um, after season long loan. Um, it seems to me, Robin, over the last couple of days, it, it, it's becoming more apparent that Leicester City seem to be emptying the um, the barrel in, in the fact that Michael's talk, I had, I think, had a medical at Nice. He's on his way. He's talking about Madison going to Newcastle. He's linking the Fafana to Chelsea. Tielemans has been in and out or going or not oh, over good. the course it's of the summer with Arsenal. Um, bit of a worry if you if you're a Leicester fan. The Foxes right now seemingly, I'm not quite sure what the tactic is here, Rob, week well, before I, this season. Well, I, you know, I think we all liked, you know, with my boys and stuff, we look like, like what's Leicester doing? Like, Leicester mm. haven't signed anybody. Like, yeah. it's like, wow, what's going on? And, and then, of course, Brennan Rogers, Rob, I think yesterday, yeah. gave a big interview and they've got to balance the books. So, Leicester City Football mm. Club have got, got some little financial problems. I don't know if it's financial fair play or whatever it is. But they've got to to balance the books, and that all of a sudden the big clubs are like, oh, ears pricked up because they've got yeah. some good talent there, mm, and, plenty of talent, and that's going to be a problem. I think Casper Schmeichel is a little different. He's been there such yeah. a long period of time. Yeah. I, I get it; he wants a, a fresh mm. challenge and stuff. Still a very very good goalkeeper. That's going to be a influential as well, Robin. Yeah. yeah, but but if they lose Wesley Fofana, mm. who I think is. I, Brendan Rodgers said, Rob, he's going to be one of the best centre-backs in the world. And, I, and, I, yeah. and I'm and i like, wow, it's a big statement, mm. but I don't mind it, that statement, yeah. because I think he's an a incredibly talented player. I had a big injury problem last year. Yeah. And Chelsea, I, I think, might get him. Good Chelsea business. might yeah, get him. good business. He, I think it's like £85 million, pounds, yeah. which is a massive yeah. fee, but he's very, very yeah, good. James and Madison, he's very young, mate. You've got plenty of football. He's very young. He can play. He's, he's, he's a flipping yeah. Rolls-Royce in the making. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. Again, there's work to be done, but I love the the, the look mm. of Wesley Fafana. James Madison, Rob's going to go. Yeah, is it, who was it? Newcastle, New, wasn't it? Yeah, or, but who was going to get him before that? Or was it just he, New? I think that, yeah. just Newcastle. They're going to they're going to pay. Was it fifty million? They can fifty they can, million. They're yeah. going to try, try and get him. So New, Leicester City batting down the hatches. Like mm. they, you're going to have you're going to have to lose some of your your talent if you've got to balance the books. And I think that's a bit of a 
you know, I, I think that's a, I don't know what that's a statement from the manager, Rob. All of yeah. a sudden, wow, okay, they've got a financial well, issue. Let's and yeah, it, so that, it could basically, be that's the vultures money. are out, aren't they? Once the vultures yeah. start circling, you, you, you're banging trouble. And let's not forget, this is a Leicester City team that last season many thought might break into the top four. Won the FA Cup, finish, uh, having won the FA Cup and finished fifth. And, and you know, this season, I've had a struggle. Remember the amount of goals they were yeah. conceding from corners? And yeah. I know they had injuries and one or two players weren't, weren't available. Vardy was out for a spell for Farner, certainly, and Evans at the back. But um could be a tough tough season, this, for, for, for Brendan and keeping the morale. And it's a crowd that are used to better things, are used to, you know, at least upsetting some of those big boys and challenging around that, that top six spot. So... We'll have to see what happens, who stays, who might come in for Leicester City. And, you know, real test of Brendan Rodgers and his managerial um, ability. So, not quite sure how much noise that Leicester will be making. Newcastle United, Rob's an interesting one. Finished 11th last season, 49 points. Um, they've um, made a lot of, obviously, made a lot of uh, signings in the January window with, with the likes of Chris Woods and... Um, Target and and Bruno Guimaraes came in and, and players who who made a difference for them in the January window. Not done that much business in uh, this window. Nick Pope's come in, who I think is very good signing from from Burnley. Yeah. Sven Botman is a good get actually for for, for Newcastle's as type of centre back that they've been desperate for over a number of years. He's come in from Lee. Matt Target's been made permanent. Um, maybe not some of the headline signings we thought with this team and the amount of money in the war chest that we thought that Eddie Howe could do, but I've actually quite liked the steady progress and steady ways looking to build this, mate. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think to be fair, I think the financial fair play regulations, they have to be careful of that. I think they're tiptoeing around that, Rob, in terms of, yeah. I don't think they've got, their, they haven't ramped up their revenues yet because of this, mm. this new rule that was passed by the Premier League clubs yeah. where... I don't want to get into it too much over a can of worms, but like sponsorship deals that are linked to the owners are going oh, to be limited. Counters. Like yeah. the Saudi, you know, the, the mm. basically a kind of Saudi PIF fund sponsorships by other companies kind of linked to them. So there's a clamp down that much might be hurting them, but also for financial fair play. I think James Madison would be the, the marquee headline signing that could get him. I think, yeah. I think the Toon fans would love James Madison to go to that club to link up with Bruno Gamarish, who that we both saw yeah. live and look, look really, really great. Botman, who said, is going to be a good centre-back. So I, I think we all thought there was going to be more spending. I thought there was yeah. going to be more spending. More sport, I thought it would be a bit yeah. more pushing the boundary yeah. of the financial fair play. Like, yeah, we'll deal with that, but we want him, mm. we want him, we want him. So I don't know how much is it is of what you say, very careful evolution or change. Yeah. Or how much it has been, well, we can't really, because, we, you know, this regulation and, and that financial situation so i yeah i think we all like to see more get a newcastle united and maybe they again there's plenty of time left in this window yeah um, they're three points behind leicester city rob who are in eighth and that will be the target for newcastle for this season they'll want to finish okay. in the, yeah okay. finish in the top eight, yeah. which isn't which isn't it's not easy to do um but there might be yeah. more signings maybe they just they just hang in fire a little bit towards the end of the window but madison will be big for them but newcastle yeah, yeah just, you feel like they 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 could and they should do more. Um, yeah, not 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 a ton as yet. So we're probably on reflection. Maybe West Ham's the, the, the team that can think... probably make the, the most noise outside of those three yeah. teams outside of uh, the big six. Question four, mate, and and this is the other side. Which of the disappointing clubs, clubs who didn't quite achieve all that they maybe should have done uh, last season? 
will have a rebound this season. Which are, which are the clubs? And, and we've kind of got Aston Villa, Everton, and Leeds as the three clubs here who maybe didn't certainly didn't finish the season in, in the manner they would have liked. Leeds, you know, in the end, did did enough to stay up as did Everton. Aston Villa kind of trailed off a little bit with, for Stevie G. Uh, finishing 14th last season. We know they've got ambitious owners and it's a very ambitious club. What are your thoughts on on, on Villa and, and Stevie G? Quiet, quiet window. They have a quiet mm. window, Rob. I mean, we, we've... Did business played... early, didn't they? Did a bit of business early. Yeah, yeah Diego Carlos. The, again, yeah. I think he's a very experienced centre-back from yeah. Sevilla. will make them better. We know that Stephen Jardy said it on our set, pitch side, yeah. that, they, that he was going to make changes defensively. I think the important thing as well... Um, or a big thing came out last week where John McGinn is going to be the new captain yeah, new of captain, Aston Villa. Yeah, yeah. And when asked about it, Stephen Gerrard, and I saw what I like about him mm. so far, he, 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 he basically answered the question. Well, you know, he just said, John McGinn's been is brilliant on the field. He's great yeah. uh, outside of it. Obviously, he said, I've had to have a conversation with Tyrone Mings and mm. I've told him, this allows you to concentrate on your job as being the best centre-back you can be. So... There you go. Yeah, like, yeah, little, that's, yeah, that's a little rattle that's, in it. That's a up. proper little rattle. Yeah, you can mm. do better, and I'm going to yeah. take the captaincy off you, and mm. to see if you can with the 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 addition of Diego Carlos and others at the club. Yeah. Tyrone Mings is right under pressure a little bit, and, and Philip Coutinho is a permanent signing. Uh, what else? Um, yeah, kind of that's it. And Matt Target yeah. left. Uh, I just wondered. It was one of those, Rob. You, you're right. Uh, Diego uh, Carlos came in. Uh, with Kamari, didn't they? They got early in the in, in the yes. win, in the window as well. And he's been um, playing, by the way, holding midfield. He's been playing holding midfield, but been playing yet. Yeah. Marseille has done a decent job. And then I was, I was reading a little bit on Villa, and there's talk like, well, if Buendia finished the season quite well, gives them options with Coutinho, uh, Leon Bailey. Playing, getting fit and being a player is another who can come in. Look, really, really good in pre-season, Robin. Good, and, uh, good pre-season. Said, if the season yeah. starts tomorrow, he's playing. Correct. So he's had a brilliant yeah. pre-season. So, you know, these players there and then the Watkins and, and Ings combination, yeah. there's enough there. And, you know, Steve will want to get off to a good start. They'll, you know, I talked about it's an ambitious club. They play newly promoted Bournemouth, their first game away at, uh, at Bournemouth, the first game. So that does give them a chance. One thing I wanted to mention, mate, and again, you do a little bit of research and, and, and it came up with a conversation with a friend of mine. Stephen Gerrard loses Michael Beale, who was his assistant, who's been with him at Rangers, at Villa, and is very close to Stevie. And I know works very hard and, and, and has a big say in things. Michael Beale's just gone off to have his first job as Queen's Park Rangers manager. Oh, I didn't know that. Didn't and he's that. taken um, Alex Critchley, who was at Liverpool. He, he went to be Blackpool manager uh, recently and then he's oh. come in now to be his number two, to fill that Michael Beale role. But Michael Beale's been with with Stephen Gerrard on all these... Mm. They worked together in Liverpool Academy, took him with him to Rangers, he took him with him to Villa. Just might be one of those, Rob, well, we'll just wait and see, you know, know, how that relationship works with Critchley. Does he have the same influence with with Gerrard? Um, So just one out of his backroom stack that's missing. That's just something that Steve's got to move on from. And, and, and make sure. But I just sense that Stevie Gerrard is going to get this team fired up. He'll have had a good pre-season. He'll have got a few of these messages over. And I think like the little rattle to Tyrone Mings, be the best centre-back uh, you can be because no one's going to be guaranteed a spot in this in this team. Just one comment before we move on to the other two teams yeah. in this section, Rob. You know, the last question about who will make the most noise outside the big six. I don't rule, I don't rule Villa out of that. I don't rule Villa out of having mm. a good season 
and they can get in mm. amongst the Besters and the, the Newcastles and maybe the West Ham United. That's why they yeah. want to be in the top eight. Yeah. Of Villa. So yeah. I know that we haven't talked about them in that section. Mm. But, you know, for me, they're still a bit of a dark horse to to challenge a little higher up in the league. Um, Everton, can they are they likely to rebound this season? Um, I'm not so sure, my friend. Unfortunately, uh, I think. We saw what we we we, we saw last year. They lose Richarlison. Um, yep. They've got in uh, Dwight McNeil's coming from 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 Burnley uh, as a, a latest shiny. They have got James Tarkovsky from Burnley, which is good business on, on a free. Um, they, they've lost the likes of Richarlison, Fabian Delph, one or two others who, who weren't making the first team anyway. Um, my my worry for Everton, Rob, is and and you know, a bit like Stevie G. Frank Lampard's a lot of pre-season, so he's had a chance to work. I just don't quite know what Everton are, how they're playing, what are they with the ball, what are they without the ball, what, 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 you know, we saw the the emotional responses to staying in the league, that was brilliant, but that isn't going to be every week football. What are Everton and how are they going to get the results? Right, so I I saw Everton as, as Frank Lampard came in last season. Yeah. And this is what he wanted Everton to look like. Oh, we roll out from the back. Jordan Pickford yeah, said, yeah. Oh, it's all different. Now we try and mm. play out from the back. We're boy more expansive. Well, that lasted about <laughs> three or four weeks. Yeah. And then it went into emergency mode. They're mm. in emergency mode for the rest of the season. So yeah. to, answer, to, 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 to further your question, I don't really know either. Because if it's going to be this playing out from the back, forget about it. Because mm. that's too risky for the squad that they've got. Dominic Calvert-Lewin is everything, Rob. Is everything this season. If mm. he gets back to the numbers of of two seasons ago and maybe one before that as well, then... I'd stick Anthony Gordon in there, my friend. Well, well, could yeah, be yeah, everything. Be well, could be yeah. everything as well. The well, kid. He, I, he, yeah, yeah, I like him. I do like him as well. And I you know, have Dwight, Dwight McNeil, Anthony mm. Gordon, wide players, Dominic Carver-Lewin up there, your midfield of, of players of, that have still been the there. Decore and... Yeah. Decore and... Mm. Like, is Alan going to stay? So... Deli Ali. Deli Ali, so he's mm. getting goals in pre-season, so yeah. he might be in number ten. So yeah. when you look at their best potential of a team with Frank Lampard, they, they, it shouldn't be the same as last year. Even no. though Everton no. fans will be super worried because Richarlison's gone, and they haven't done a ton of business. Again, another club that, that financially financial fair play. Yeah. they were yeah. a nightmare. They had to sell Richarlison mm. because of the they were going to get they were going to get in big trouble with the league for for breaking the financial fair play rules. Yeah. So they were in a tough spot. But again, so you can look at that as a, as a glass half full or half empty. Mm-hmm. The half full glass is that McNeil, he scored, I think he scored in his first game for preseason for, for Gordon, yeah. for Dominic Cavalloon, for Deli Alley. You're yeah. going to have to hope that these guys, that's a good looking front area, that they can get enough points to stay away from looking behind their shoulder yeah. because that's what some people will probably think they're going to have to do again. I think it's fingers crossed football for Frank with his team. Uh, not quite sure what you're going to get. Just quickly on, on Leeds as well, Rob, because they managed to stay up. Um, not by too much in the end, but uh, 1738 points. Uh, Jesse Marsh gets a chance now to establish himself in the Premier League. I, I think he's won many people over with the way he's come across. I think the way he's conducted himself, the way he set his team up, the way he stayed true to what he wanted and, and got the results in, in the end. He's lost Phillips and Rafinha, two of his better players, Rob. He's, best players. He's, look, he's best players. So, yeah, he's gone to Germany and he's bought a couple of players from RB Leipzig and, and uh, a couple of players from Salzburg. And he's Aronson, Ben Aronson, who he knows an American. Tyler Adams, uh, another American from Leipzig. Uh, Amos Christiansen from Salzburg. Lewis. He's a right back. Yeah. 
Yeah, Sinistera from Feyenoord, Mark Rocker from Bayern Munich, and Dorco Gaibi, I think it's from Man City. Um, young players, probably many un- unknown to, to Premier League um, fans, many not played Premier League football. I think it's the manager's know-how, manager's relationship that that's going to be important here. Um, yeah. What can what can Jesse Marsh do? What can Leeds fans expect in this first season of, of uh, the American in charge? Well, I th- again, it's another team that I think is going to be fascinating. But but you know, losing Rafinha and Calvin Phillips, and, and I'm afraid Leeds United now are a club that you know sometimes you know, their better players will try and move on, and, and that's yeah. the reality right now. Now, what's interesting is where he's gone for his replacement players. And all yeah. these players, I mean, you could say RB Leipzig and the Bundesliga, you know, how much a jump yeah. up that is, maybe not. But some of the other ones, particularly from the Austrian League, the Austrian Bundesliga, like, wow, you've yeah. got to come into this club. And it's an unbelie- it's, a, it's a phenomenal club mm. that's got incredible support and a big energy with the, the manager, Jesse Marsh. So it's like, what are we going to get? Now, pre-season game, I saw some action of Leeds United in pre-season, Rob. And Brennan Aronson... The American, uh, this yeah. attacking field player that can play wide, he can play in the number 10, mm-hmm. burst through on a counter-attack and play this lovely ball with the outside of his foot, Rob, right through to Patrick Bamford, who yeah. scored at Ellen Road. They beat somebody, I think, 4-0 or 4-1 at Ellen Road, last preseason friendly, feel-good factor. Brendan Aronson was like £25 million, like thirty mm-hmm. $30 million. Wow, that, that's a big fee on a player. When you look at his stats, look at his numbers, yeah. I yeah. know football's more about numbers, but not not a huge amount of goals and assists in that league. That's a, mm. that's a, that's not anywhere near the Premier League, the Austrian Bundesliga. But but a lot of people like him, and Jesse yeah. Marsh worked with him before and likes him. So a lot of these signings go down to Jesse Marsh and his reputation. Yeah, his his career in some ways is going to rest on this window because he's lost two of his best players. They struggled till the final day to stay in the league. And he's gone with players that, that are a little, you know, a little more unknown. There's quite a few of them. The right back is a is an interesting player. I looked at some video of Mark Rockerov from Bayern Munich, the Spanish yeah. midfield player, been out on loan. I see he's been playing in the middle of their midfield as a holding player. Tyler Adams. Tyler yeah. Adams is a player that when I've seen him, I thought he looked an excellent, I an excellent yeah. midfield player. So it's kind of exciting. This is this is the, the I guess the American project within the Premier League with manager and key players now. Big signings, big decisions by Jesse March, and I think, of course, Patrick Bamford is probably the yeah. most important part of You're this. I was thinking He's, that's like a new player, isn't it, to him? Yeah, and given given that there's a relative success with these signings, and given that Patrick Bamford can stay fit, and Joe Galhart, this young player that came in, I think they're going to have enough. This yeah. season, with that yeah. club, the atmosphere, I think they're not going to be looking mm-hmm. at the relegation zone. I think they're going to be better than last year, even though they've lost their two best players mm-hmm. in Rafinha and Calvin yeah. Phillips. Others might say they're going to struggle. Yeah. I think they might surprise a few and be all right. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I read a couple of things on Jesse Marsh and what he was looking for and said that, you know, eventually he'd like to get that four, you know, the 2-2-2 two, two, two system and play high pressure, high intensity, wants to have that energy, but not in the Bielsa fashion where it's everybody running forward and people leaving gaps and not picking up. So um, there's definitely a tactical edge to the, to the way he wants to play. I think he wants to, to, to be lively and vibrant and a young team and energetic. And get the fans behind them, and and he's made the signings. People he knows, people maybe he's trust, people maybe he's got an eye for. Rob, who, who others haven't seen, and 
you know, we, we've seen a number of times, was it Thomas Frank who, who did a similar thing with the Danish players who he knows who come into Brentford and, and did particularly well for him. So, yeah, I, I think these, these things to look forward to for Leeds. I'm looking forward to, to Jesse Marsh being in charge, not starting the season under the pressure that yeah, he wanted, that he took the job yeah. on and just being able to, to, to influence games and, and, and put his team out. So, lots to look forward for, for Leeds United. Uh, on that one. Um, but yeah, we, we'll probably say Aston Villa will be the team who will probably look to bounce back, uh, rebounds after that yeah. disappointing season. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just forty nine ninety nine. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this limited-time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Moving on to, to question five, mate. We'll make this one just, just a quick line on, on the team. No, this, these, 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 are, these are questions. Before we get into question five, these are just a yeah. few rapid-fire thoughts on other clubs before we get into the newly promoted teams, which is question number five. So a quick mm. thought on Brighton, Rob. I mean, v- done very little in terms of the, the signings. They've lost Ibn yeah. Zuma, of course, to yeah. Tottenham Hotspur. Kukurea um, could go to Chelsea, couldn't he now? Yeah. I, mean, there, I mean, for me, there's not... I mean, I, I love the no. manager, Graham Potter. Um, it could lose a couple of his better players. Won't go is, down. Won't go easy. down, Rob. Um, uh, we'll, we'll have good days against some of the big teams and in, in, in the way they play with the manager. Um, hold on to holding on to some top talents is important. Holding on to the manager for me is important with this football club, Rob, because yeah. he's destined for bigger things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, Wolverhampton Wanderers, uh, 10th last season. Yeah, um, I think we both like Bruno Larger, what he's mm. done again. If you look at what they've done in the window, Hyunmin, uh, uh, He Chang Wan signed permanently yeah. from Leipzig for 10 million. Other than that, Nathan Collins from Burnley, they nicked one of the Burnley yes. players, Burnley got bad. a little bit, mm. yeah. I mean. Uh, Fabio Silva went out on loan, Rob, to yeah, Anderlecht, the player yeah. that was a fortune. Um, so, again, the, these are clubs that, that are in this section of, yeah, and well, particularly yeah. Wolves, haven't really done a lot in the market. Again, no. I think they're good enough to not worry. Defensively about... strong, right? But you know, I looked yeah. at the goals, 38 goals and 36 goals the last two seasons. I mean, they've done remarkably well to be, you know, middle of the table with the amount of goals. And only the bottom three scored less in the Premier League last season than, than Wolves. Mm. Um, so we've gone to Crystal Palace. Crystal yes. Palace, Fajio Vieira. Yes. Um, I, I mean, the job they did last year, really, really impressive job. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of good young players, lots of things to build on from last yeah. year. Again, looking at the market, um, they brought in Czech Decore from Lance, £21 yeah. million. Pounds. It's, a, it's, a, it's a good amount good of money. Buy. Yeah. Again, I run, I run the, the, some stats mm. in the, uh, the video on him. Looks a really good central defensive-minded midfield player. Yeah. You know, player that, that they needed for that position. I think they've let a couple of players go in, in that spot. Um, who else did they bring in? They brought uh, in oh, the kid... Um, they brought Chris in Sam Richards. Johnson and Chris Richards, the American Chris kid from Richardson. Bayern Munich. Yeah, from Bayern Munich, yeah. Again, a, 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 an incredibly interesting story, Rob. I read mm. a big article, I think it was yeah. in The Athletic, of Chris Richards. And his story from Dallas and from being rejected and going back yeah. to Dallas and then getting picked up by Bayern Munich mm-hmm. and playing in a team and going out on loan and now going to Crystal Palace. A centre-back that, that's got, you know, upside that's yeah. exciting. Super mm. exciting upside. He's, he's going to be arriving in South London at Crystal Palace. <laughs> can he 
And that's why sometimes these players, when you don't know how, how high they yeah. can go, let's see. Let's see how Chris Richards is your opportunity. Like, wow, what a story. Exciting is. things. Yeah. Like, exciting things about this Palace team, Robert. And, and let, you know, think about two years ago, the Roy Hodgson team and the age and, and where the team were. You've got the Eze's and the Elise's and Gouye and, and Tariq Mitchell and Richards and, you know, Will Zaha now, who's, who's the older statesman of those things, yeah. you know, and, and Patrick's got something going there. It's interesting you talked about it. I've got obviously contacts at, at, at uh, Palace. He's very into stats, you know, very into numbers, very into possession. And um, they're one of the teams who've turned their possession around most in the Premier League over the last 12 months in terms of a team that didn't really want the ball and would sit back and just count to a team now want possession mm. and will work it and create chances. And, and that's a credit to him, and uh, to Patrick and his staff. That I think he's changed the outlook of Crystal Palace. No longer a Palace a bit like, mm, you know, a bit of a mm, boring team. I think Palace are a really good watch, mate, with lots of potential uh, amongst this team with some really good players. The, the, the only, of course, uh, bad part is, is Conor Gallagher. Conor Gallagher, uh, of yeah, course, Gallagher's has gone back gone, to Chelsea. Yeah, absolutely, and yeah, he was such an yeah. inspirational figure, yeah. such an important player in, in a lot of games for Palace mm, in terms of drive true. and energy and pressing and scoring and running forward, yeah. which Chelsea, I think, should use and probably will use this season. Yeah. Um, Abouche Eze, Robbie Earl, is mm. the player that's going to play in that spot. In that three-man midfield, yeah. Eze is going to be the man. And again, looking at a few clips in pre-season, he looks in great form. Had injury mm. issues last year. Yeah. So there, there's a little bit of swings and roundabouts. They're going to get Eze for the full season. Elise, the, the, the bright yeah, French Michael player Elise, on the yeah, right-hand yeah. side, is probably going to be more prominent. And they've got a little bit of rotation with uh, Mateta and Benteke yeah. and, and, and IU, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just think it'd be, it'd be another season to try and take it forward. But, I mean, they they were solid last year. Um, but Conor Gallagher is, you know, that's, yeah, that's, that's the thing it. in it. You get in these great loans and do so well, then the season yeah. after, you're going to lose them. So, Crystal Palace, I think, is... Uh, and there's still time. You know, they still yeah. might bring somebody else in the window. Next team is Brentford. 13th last season. Mm. Um, Sheffield United and Leeds Rob over recent seasons. Examples of sophomore slumps. Um, what do you think about Brentford? Um, I think they're okay. Frank will be fine. Thomas Frank will be fine, my friend. I mean, there's a lot of talk of obviously that Ericsson's left, uh, obviously left the football club was so influential in the second part of the season. But Brentford started without him and, and played well. What I like about this Brentford team is they can do it in different ways, they can play direct up to the front guys if they need to. They can play out from the back. They've got good control, uh, the likes of Norwood, who can knit things together. They can sit back and hit you with a bit of counter I think there's these different ways they can go into games to hurt opposition. I think there's good players there who will value their time in the Premier League, first, team, first time in, in, in the Premier League for the football club. Many of the players for the first time, I don't think there'll be any of those or we used to call big time Charlie people who you know nah, second time round think that think that they've made it. Mm. Um, decent signings as well. Ben Mee is a good is, is a great bit of business. Rob, I think we both like him. Yeah, there's a young kid Hickey who, who's come in as well. I think can play at either fullback uh, pos- position and a, and a kid Lewis Porter from Hull who's a quick dribbling type of player who might come in and just make things happen for for Brentford in the attacking areas of the pitch. So. Thomas Frank, I like the way he goes about his business. I like his work. I like his versatility of his team. Don't think they'll be challenging, you know, in the top six, but don't think they'll be anywhere challenging near the bottom six, are they? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit more worried, Rob, with that with that second season. Keen Lewis Potter, mm. twenty million pounds he is from from from, from Hull. Hull. Yeah, so, but he's, he's got he looks a lot good. of good reputation. Yeah, he looks he decent. Looks good. good reputation, one or two after him. Yeah, so I think that's that looks like a player that could excite the fans a little bit. But I, yeah, I just think we, you know we're going to move on to the the, the, the three teams promoted. But I think mm. Brentford got to be a bit careful, and uh, and I like Mbono, I like yeah. uh, Ivan Tone, of course, up front, and the midfield is decent. But I think they might have a, a, a harder time of it. Ericsson mm. came in, Rob, and they were I think they lost about eight or nine games yeah. on a spin. A he came in and yeah. changed things around yeah. a little bit. So yeah, I'm I'm a little word for, for Brentford. And last one of these, before we get on to the final, the final mm. question, question about the, the promoted team, Southampton, um, 15th last season, uh, not a ton of business. Um, no. I, I'm a bit worried about Southampton, Rob, yeah. this season, yeah. given where they Me were too. last year. I tipped them to go down last year, which they didn't, but they had Armando Brozier, and he was mm. a big part of why they didn't get relegated. He's now, of course, gone back to Chelsea. Um, I look at what they've done transfer-wise, and I don't, I don't see a, a ton of... Of players who get super excited got, about a couple of boys from City, Man City, got got a couple of young players, yeah, a couple of players from City, none who've played Premier League but played Premier League two, a couple of players from from abroad, young players. He's gone young. I, apparently, I was looking at, at, at the stats. The average age of the player he's bought in is twenty years of age. He's a twenty-six year old, two twenty-year-olds, nineteen and eighteen. So he's gone for lone kids or young players who've maybe shown potential, not been good enough for the teams that they've left, which, listen, isn't a bad tactic. If you're a coach like Ralph Hassanil, you think that's better than going for an old pro who might be a bit cynical and might not give you everything. But will when things maybe start to go wrong, how will these kids react? Can they continue to stay together and get enough results? I think he's putting a lot of trust in his ability to coach players, which is something I like, but there's a risk. But, but also, I think there's two things I'll, I'll mention with Southampton. We know that the, the, the new owners of the club, Sport Republic, mm. it's the Moneyball guys from yeah. Brentford, one of the yeah. Moneyball guys. So so that's his strength of recruitment. So some of these yeah. young players that we say, well, mm. yeah, and quite honestly, we can't get ahead around know, so we, yeah. 200 players yeah. that come into the league in one moment in time. Mm. But that, that's that got to be exciting in some ways, Southampton yeah. fans, to trust the director of football that's Correct. part of the Sport Republic um, to make some signings. And one player... Um, as well, that again, I saw a clip of pre-season. Joe Aribo from Glasgow Aribo. Rangers Football yeah. Club, ten million pounds, scored a worldie in pre-season. I think I don't know when it, how, how many days ago it was, yeah. but he almost dribbled it from his own box to score a goal at the other end. Joe Aribo will play on the left, uh, play on the right hand side of the attacking line. Will come in field. You know, you still got your James Ward Prowse. You still got your your uh, Romeo in midfield. Romeo, yeah. Uh, but but Aribo could be. One of these guys this year in the league, like, wow, who picked up this guy? So, again, I'm a bit worried about Southampton. Mm. But we'll One win in the last 11 speak. games, Rob. I know. Last season. I know. So yeah, they were, they were heading it, down. They were, they were heading down. But, listen, in, in Frank, in... Um, Thomas Frank. We, uh, <laughs> yeah. we trust. And uh, I, like a, I like a manager who's, who's backing his coaching ability to get him out of trouble. It's not always, always about the money, mate. All right. Okay. Last question. Question yeah. five. How will the newly promoted sides fare in the Premier League? And whichever one you will start with, we've got Fulham first in the championship last year. Yeah. Let's start with Fulham, Rob. We know that yeah. I think we're going to talk about the same guy. Uh, Alexander Mitrovic scored Correct. a zillion goals in the championship. I think he broke a record, didn't he? For 43, goals. 43 goals in 44 appearances. So why how, how are they going to stay mm. up? Um, well, 
play him this time when you when you're in the league. Last time we, we we saw games when he was on the bench or not playing or whatever. I know maybe at times he he, he wasn't always the responsible pro that he should have been, but he, he's a goal scorer. Um, a Fulham team, Rob, that should have learned from from some of his ex- experiences. An interesting manager, Marco Silva, who's now on. I have to look again on it. He's fourth Premier League club. He's been at Hull, Watford, Everton and Fulham. And I think that's in a five-year spell, by the way. <laughs> um, who at times, I think, has shown he can be a good manager, can be innovative, can be creative. But at times, has, has not been stubborn enough, not been strong enough to make sure his teams were, were resolute and, and didn't give goals away. M- Mitrovic is the key. If at the top of the table, the Nunezes and the Harlands are the key, he's a key, Rob. He's got to get 15 Premier League goals, plus um, the rest of the team have, have got to chip in. There's still some of the old names, the Kearneys, the Cabonos, who, who we saw last time out, obviously Mitrovic. But if, if you know, the, the, the euphoria from promotion, if the confidence from what they built last season can come with Marco Silva and one or two players who, who they, they maybe brought in, they maybe can prove they're not the yo-yo club that everybody's suggesting. Well, they they come up, but a bit like Norwich, they'll go back down. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I think Mitrovic's success in the Premier League, I know we had him before, but he wasn't really trusted mm. by Scott Parker, who was manager no. at that moment in time. 43 goals in 44 championship games is a record. Yeah. He's a championship player of the year. Don't forget Harry Wilson that, that got 10 goals and 19 assists in the championship. Of course, they'll mm. miss Fabio Cavallo from Liver- that's gone to Liverpool, 19-year-old player. I look at the players that've come into the club, Robert Andreas Pereira, 26-year-old, of course, from Manchester United, United for 10 yeah. million pounds. So that's kind of interesting. A real technical footballer, and Jao Pahinha from uh, the Portuguese guy from Sporting. Yeah. Um, he's got a good reputation. Him, Pahinha looked a little bit at him. Fancy, yeah, he's uh, 14 yeah. caps for for, for um, yeah. Portugal. He had uh, Champions League experience of last season. Uh, and Babu from uh, Wolf, uh, Wolfsburg as well. So it's taken them a little bit of time to get going, and they've lost a couple of good players in Anguiza mm. and Alfie Mawson and Carvalho uh, and, and Jean Michel Seri as well left the club. So a little bit of change. Um, yeah. I, I think they're going to have it on to stay up. It's about Mitrovic yeah, and the supply and that level. Can he get? Can he get? 18 goals. That you 15, know, 15 plus is a minimum. 15 plus mate gives him a chance. He's yeah. got it. Yeah. And they don't start. They they start at home to Liverpool. Not always the easiest place yeah. to, no. to start. But listen, they'll hope there'll be plenty of fans. I think they've built much of that stadium's pretty much now. I think it's going to be half full and then uh, fully open during the course of the season. So atmosphere will be great. Full and back in, in in the Premier League. Can they this time find a way to stay in there? Um, second in in the Championship behind them as champions was Bournemouth. Um, Scott Parker went down to Bournemouth was asked to do the job and, and get the team back up. He did, got them into second place, automatic promotion after, um, I think it was Jason Tyndale had them in sixth the season before. Um, what do you think of Bournemouth and, and their chances of, of being competitive, giving themselves a chance to, to stay in the league? But Scott's had a year of experience in the Premier League, didn't he, that maybe should put him in, in, in some kind of good stead? Yeah, I, I think of I think of the teams coming up. I fear for Bournemouth, Rob. Mm. I fear for them. I mean, I, I look at their team from last year. Of course, Dominic Solanke is the main number nine of last year. Yeah. You've still got guys that were there before the Premier League, Rob in midfield, and Lewis Cook mm. and Jefferson Lerma and Philip Billing in that area. Um, Gary Cahill left the club this summer. 
Um, I think on the good news side of it, remember David Brooks, the, the real talented yeah, the white talented player, he's yeah. recovered Trans- from um, yeah. Lodgkin lymphoma. Yeah, he's going to be given the all, all clear in May. So Scott Parker's being mm. careful in bringing him back into the side. But Marcus Tavernier from Middlesbrough, a midfield player that's all yeah. right. He's versatile, can play in different spots. He's neat on the ball. Ryan Fredericks, I think, is a good pickup for right back from West Ham United West on free Ham, transfer. Yeah. yeah, I think Joe Rothwell's the other player, midfield player from oh, Blackburn. Blackburn. So, yeah. but is that enough? Mm. knowing what they're going to go into to be competitive. And I'm, I'm worried more than anybody else about Bournemouth's ability. I know Scott's had a, you know, some more experience and he's a yeah. brilliant, brilliant man, human yeah. being. I think they're going to struggle to be competitive, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think so. To, to disagree with that one, I just don't, you, you just look at that squad and think, is, is it capable of going week in, week out in the Premier League? So some yeah. of these teams, are they going to be powerful enough? Are they going to be athletic enough? Are they going to have enough possession, create enough chances, score enough goals? Um, mm. But that's true of any um, team that comes up from the um, from the Championship. And Scotty Parker at least will, um, I say, have 12 months of, of experience of, of what he did at, at Fulham. And you, listen, you never know. They get up themselves off to a decent start. They're at home to Aston Villa um, on, for the first game of the season. So we'll see how that goes. The team that really interests me, Rob, coming into the league, Nottingham Forest. And I'm going to say right here, just like Leeds United, the Premier League is a better place no, than is. Nottingham Forest being back in the Premier League. Yeah. Absolutely right. I mean, a, a, a historic club, for those listening to this or watching this, mm. They they were back to back European Cup winners, like yeah, Champions yeah. League winners. Incredible. Just, just let that sink in. Back to back, with a very historic, famous manager in Brian Clough. Mm. Brilliant team, Rob. That we grew up as little kids watching this team yeah. win European titles. Um, it's, it's, so it's a historic football club. It's great to have them back in. And mm. um, one of the, I don't know. I mean. I, they're not one of the big boys of English football, but in terms of no. that and the history and what they've yeah. won, yeah. then then kudos to this football club. It's been a yeah. long time coming. Another club that's not there yet, Rob, you just think about other teams that we'd love to see back in the Premier League is Sheffield mm. Wednesday. Yeah. Sheffield Wednesday yeah. would be yeah, yeah. one of the last, I mean, any other massive, you know, real real clubs, Rob? That, that, maybe Sunderland. Yeah, maybe Sunderland and, and my Middlesbrough, maybe, yeah. maybe not one of the big, big ones. But no, Forest, the Forest, uh, um, back in, they cross got promoted um, via the playoffs. They won the Wembley playoff, I think, against yeah. Huddersfield. 1-0 And Huddersfield, they've yeah. been at it. And they've yeah. been at it. And we not yeah. might need another hour's podcast, by the way, to go through their new players. Can I just reel off a few, Rob? I mean, I, th- I think on. it's been about 12 players they've added. Yeah. Now, they lost a ton from the promotion team of last year. Mm-hmm. Players that are on loan, that have left, et cetera, et cetera. They've got a star yeah. player, 21-year-old, attacking midfield player or striker in Brennan Johnson. 18 yeah. goals, 10 assists last year. Watch out for him. 21 Dave years John- of Remember the, the old play, Dave Johnson? That's his yeah, son. Yeah, remember Dave, Dave Johnson's Johnson, son. He used to play for Forest as well, yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah, so that, that, these are star yeah, players player. from last year. But anyway, summer, ins. Jesse Lingard. Like, Boom. wow. Good one business. Year deal, Manchester United. Taiwo Owonyini, Nigeria, yeah. 24-year-old. Ex-Liver- Ex-Liverpool. Is he what? Was he for a, a period of time? Liverpool. Was a kid at Liverpool, 17 and a half million pound striker, 20 goals yeah. in the Bundesliga. Bundesliga. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting, interesting signing. signing. Mm. Dean Henderson on loan for Man United, the goalkeeper. Yeah. Nia Kate, a French centre-back from Mines with 17 yeah. million. 
You've got Bian Coney, a French. Um, I've got him as a centre back or a right back from from Troy for five million. Mm. Nico Williams. Nico Williams. By the way, seventeen million pounds. Yeah, good business from Liverpool. Well done, Liverpool, getting that amount of money. Mm. Omar Richards, twenty-four year old English player. Yeah. Was at, was at um, Bayern Munich. Former Bayern player. Munich. Yeah. I've got Lewis O'Brien. I've got Harry Toffolo from Huddersfield. Yeah. I've got Aral Mangana, midfield player from Stuttgart. It's like, in a bad look. There's so many interesting names. It's a lot of players, Rob. And all I would mm. say about this, the last time we saw a team, I think we've seen a couple of them, Fulham, Fulham. and Fulham, Swansea, yeah. I think, Rob. Yeah. Sunderland like, did it as well when uh, Di yeah, Canio was there. A ton of new yeah. players. It mm. didn't work out. But there's no. so many players there. And I think that the manager, Steve Cooper, isn't it? That's uh, Steve Cooper, yeah. And I want to talk about right. him a little bit, Rob, just before yeah. we, we close. Tell, yeah, tell everybody Steve about Cooper. him. But he, um, yeah, what Steve Cooper will do, and 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 again, you know, you try and keep a, a best teams. Look at a, a little bit of the teams, and you know, he'll, he'll probably go with um, Johnson um, up top with Lingard on Brabham. He's got, I mean, he's got a ton of players. Who knows? I, don't, I have no idea who's going to play. I, 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 mean, I saw some previews of, of how they might look, and it, and it doesn't look bad, mate. I tell you, he'll probably go for three. He likes a 3-4-1 with two strikers. Um, Steve Cooper's somebody who I got to know a little bit and, and have followed his career. Was it got taken in at, at, at Swansea, where he really got his first opportunity? Came in late at, at Swansea when things weren't doing well and, and um, got them to two playoffs, didn't quite make it, ends up coming to Forest. They were bottom of the table, Rob. Lost six or seven when he'd taken over. Yeah. Ends up yeah. finishing fourth. Ends up getting him in the playoffs the rest of the series history. He's also was a young coach with the England under-16s, under-17s. That's when I got to first hear about him. Yeah. And he had the Fodens and the Hudson Adoys and, and the Jaden Sancho's night and won the under-17 uh, the World Cup, FIFA World Cup, with that group. And there was a lot of talk about how good a coach is, what a good man-manager is, how he gets the groups together. And so that's why I think he won't be worried about bringing in these players. And not the young players who I think he likes to influence and mould and grow into into mature, into better pros, better players. Um, but I'm really delighted for him. I mm. think because of the way he works, he's very open. Um, he has a good relationship with his players. He won't get carried away if things go well or things go badly. He's got a good sense of, 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 of what purpose is. Um, I got a feeling Nottingham Forest might just stay up this year. A bit like Brentford last season. The team who came up the playoffs were better than the two teams who got the automatic spots. Yeah. I'm going for a similar situation this year. Well, that, that yeah, I mean, uh, of the three, they're certainly harder to read given yeah. the yeah. way the team could look. Um, it's Greek ownership there, Rob. The Greeks yeah. have done yeah. a great job. They've mm. put money in. They've promised big money in it. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to go for this. We're not yeah. going to just go there and make up the numbers. Mm. And fair play to them. It's uh, Marikanis, I think the family. Yeah. Or Narkis. Uh, Evangelis Marinakis is the... Um, I think he owns Olympiakos as well, Rob. I did a little bit of research on him. Yeah. Um, there's a minority owner as well. Uh, and another Greek family. I'll tell you what's a, a random side note, Rob, which is pretty interesting. The CEO of this football club is an American former yeah. MLS player. Called, he's I did see that. Dane I did see Murphy. that. I did see that. There's yeah, about two I mean, or three it, American CEOs coming into English football now. Yeah, I, it's, he played MLS, DC United. Mm. He played in the German second division. I think yeah. he went back as a New York Cosmos scout. Then he's a technical director at Real Salt Lake in MLS. Mm. And he's a technical director at DC United. He then randomly 
I can't, I, I don't know what the link was. He went to be CEO at Barnsley Football Club yeah. uh, in England. And I guess he did a really good job. And then mm, he, he turned into the, the CEO at Nottingham Forest in July yeah. 2021 in charge of recruitment. And he, I mean, he's he's made a ton of good signings. Yeah, if you look at the, 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 the boards and stuff that the... Um, the comments of Forest season from last year, he gets a ton of credit. Yeah. But like, as soon as he came place, to the yeah. club, like, he made a lot of good yeah. recruitment. So, what a good story that is. Yeah, for, absolutely. For yeah. And it could be a good story for Nottingham Forest, Rob. I just, uh, as I say, I sense of the three teams coming up, Nottingham Forest could have the best chance of survival for me. To finish off this, this podcast, Rob, I think we've reached mm. the end now. Um, Let's have a little take about relegation because I think this could be one of the, I guess, rare years. I think, right, that the ones other than the promoted teams yeah. are, maybe have just done enough to improve and to tweak and to add yeah. to avoid it. I think the three promoted teams are the most likely, in my opinion, to be relegated. I think they're going yeah. to find it very difficult to stay up, the three new teams. Yeah, and listen, that's always yeah, the thought that when they come up, will they do enough, how difficult it is to, to come in the Premier League. I'm, and I'm, I'm hating myself for doing it, I think Southampton yeah. might end up down there. They might there. slide down. They might slide down there. They were on a bad slide at the end of last season. There's no brosier. Yes, he's brought in some young names, and yes, he'll yeah. believe in what he'll do. Just a little bit worried about Southampton, mate. I think it might be one year too many. Okay. And you think Forrest might be the one. I think they could start well, might have a dip, come good again. Um, as you said, an owner will get to Christmas and if they need yeah, maybe, to, I think maybe. he'll spend money to, to try and go again. I'm not so sure. The Bournemouth will. Uh, Fulham, we're never quite so sure. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm going for Southampton, Fulham and Bournemouth, uh, my, my bottom three. Okay, all right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the uh, with the newly promoted teams. But that's it, mate. I think that's a bit yeah. about ninety minutes. Sure. That's, uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's a good night. First ninety minutes of the season. We'll need a <laughs> massage in the rub before then. But hopefully, we've got the juices running as you look forward to the new Premier League season. It kicks off on Friday night with Palace hosting Arsenal at Sellers Park. Then the games come thick and fast all over the weekend. The big boys they'll be hoping for top spot, and the smaller boys, well, they'll all be dreaming of doing a Leicester City. We'll be back on Sunday, August the 7th to get deep and dirty on all the action, all the storylines from this season's kickoff in the Premier League. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musty. Together with the two Robbies, thanks for watching and listening. Be safe, stay healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's good night from him. Good night. Good night. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.